If you're still on the hunt for a sports book to call home, bet the nonstop action of March Madness with my bookie. Enter bracket contests for a chance to take home prizes of up to $25,000 or pick from a huge selection of straight bets, props, and odds boosts. Whatever your style, MyBookie makes it easy to play your way and get paid. Sign up now and take advantage of our generous welcome offer to score a massive first deposit bonus of up to $1,000. All you have to do is claim promo code MADNESS50. But the fun doesn't stop there. Get up to the minute odds, free bets, and expert predictions to help you decide who to put your money on. The best part about MyBookie? You can bet on anything, anytime, from anywhere. Use promo code MADNESS50, that's MADNESS50, to secure your limited-time welcome bonus today. You're listening to the Utah Man Podcast, bringing you the latest news and analysis for your Utah Utes. Now, your hosts, Cameron, Ryan, and Scott. Welcome on into the Utah Man Podcast. On this episode, we are all in on conference realignment, all the news, all the craziness. I'm Cameron, and we got Ryan. What's up, Ute Nation? And Scott. We're back, boys. We're back. We are back. It and has, the Pac-12 we're not back is in the dead. Pack. <laughs> the Pac-12 is dead. It's been a long time since we got together and recorded just life in general has gotten in I the way. I believe, just to be exact, it was just before the Rose Bowl. If Could you correct me on that, Cam? No, you are correct. I will take the blame. Life has just been upside down for me for several months. So but I appreciate all our fans out there that have reached out, sent messages. It's, it's upside down with that chair you're sitting hey, in. Hey, got to live large. But you guys are looking good. It's been it's been a while, Scott. I see you're growing your hair out. It looks good. Yep. He's like he's become a mountain man. <laughs> I li- I live off the land now, boys. Oh my! You know what? Th- th- these are th- these are tough times. You know we can't live off this Apple Apple TV deal. You know, it's so it's so skimpy. We've got to we've got to make some some changes here. And, and uh, you know, as, as they say, tighten the belt strap a little bit. OK, let's let's get into that. I I mean, we're recording this. We got we got to put this out there because things change every hour. We're recording this on Wednesday evening, the second. And as of right now, we are members of the SEC. <laughs> But can we can we talk about how how this whole thing has just for the last year has just been one big cluster, and to to top it off, the offer that came down was what was it was on par. Let let's be honest, it was on par for what the crap has been going on for the last year. Do we even officially know the full extent of the offer? I, well, it's not complete, right? <laughs> Wasn't there more I mean, linear options that have yet to be finalized? Well, that's that's what that's what we thought, and that's what's been hinted, but nothing has been concrete. You've got well, you've got at least big twelve bloggers who are running with it and think they know everything, and uh, it's just it's just gotten ridiculous. The rumors that have just run rampant on this. 
do we know the full extent of it? No, but it obviously wasn't much better than what has been leaked. If Arizona, Arizona State, Utah are, are all ready to bail, which is going to effectively destroy the Pac-12, which is now why the Big Ten is getting in play to pick up Oregon, Washington, maybe Cal, maybe Stanford at a discounted price. I mean, this is ridiculous. I this is who would have predicted that this is how this would have played out. No, I was I was Pac-12 strong this whole time, thinking they were going to be able to pull something out of their hat, and and really, I thought having the West Coast that Pacific time, having the Mountain time, I thought that was going to be a driving force in a lot of this. I I honestly feel now. It's Pac-12's dead, guys. How in the world? I mean, Clea Kleokop has been in doing this job for what a year and a half. Well, it's Roughly. been longer than that. I think two it's years, like two and a half. Yeah, he's had that long to put together a deal that keeps this conference together and pays appropriately, and and he throws out Apple TV with subscriber <laughs> options to get more money. Yeah. Now, okay, here's here's what here's my point of view on this. I don't think George has been awesome by any means, but I also don't know that he is responsible for this situation that we're in. No, he in- inherited a mess. He inherited a mess from Larry Scott, but I but it, he can only do what he's been authorized to do from the school presidents. And it's been clear that the school presidents have not allowed him to do much. We've heard that, um, what, right after Texas and Oklahoma um, announced that they were leaving the Big 12, the Big 12 contacted the Pac-12 and gave an offer to George to merge with the Pac-12. George said no. Now, is that George just saying, nope, we're not interested, or the Pac-12 president saying, George, no. A year later, when we're in this situation, he goes back to the Big 12 and says, hey, is that offer still on the table? We'll do it. Well, at that point, you know, they've already added BYU, Cincinnati. They've already, you know, they've made these changes and it's, it's no longer a viable option. And but again, he can only do what the Pac-12 presidents allow him to do. And if he's being told no, or if he's bringing opportunities to them, we know the Pac-12 could have killed off the Big 12 years ago, but USC and Carol Folt decided, nope, we do not want to do that. They, they were not on board, so it didn't happen. And then USC ends up bailing anyways. So there's so many things that have been at play that the Pac-12 presidents I don't think have authorized George to ac- really accomplish anything. I mean, from that from that respect about you know merging conferences, I agree because he he doesn't hold the power in that. But I guarantee you, the presidents of these schools haven't have told him, "Well, ah, just go find a mediocre TV deal for us." Well, yeah. of course not. But if if they've made decision after decision that has hampered his ability to go out there and get a TV deal. There's only so much he can do. Now, again, I'm not saying he's without fault. Obviously, I think he probably could have done some things differently. He could have been more aggressive. He 
probably needed to talk some of these presidents into making some different decisions and explaining to them, hey, if we don't do this, we could be left vulnerable. And obviously he didn't make some of those decisions. And yeah, he's at fault to an extent, but he's getting the heat when in reality, I think a lot of the heat should be on the Pac-12 presidents because they're the ones really in charge. Well, I think you got to go further than back. I think you got to go further back than just that. This all started under Larry Scott with the Pac-12 network being the garbage that it was for distribution and the Pac-12 being the punching bag for the rest of college football. It's had a PR no it's had a PR issue for over a decade. And to your point, Scott, there's no doubt about it. And to your point, Scott, a lot of these presidents and chancellors that are the ones that give the commissioner those powers and those responsibilities, for the most part, for the last decade, they haven't cared about athletics. They're more into the academia and the kind of the the educational standpoint of the Pac-12 rather than the athletic standpoint. Oh, they, they've been elitist. They've been snobby, you know, and I now granted, just for the record, I'm okay being elitist and snobby when it came to BYU. <laughs> um, but outside <laughs> of that, we probably should have been willing to say, all right, yes. Does this school meet our standards? Are they a research institution? Do they do they kind of meet our, our values and guidelines um, as the rest of the conference? Well, maybe no, but are they a good football program? Will they bring value to the foot to uh, the athletics side of things? Okay, then let's jump on it. Right? They've been too they've been too elitist in their approach, and it's just mistake after mistake after mistake, or in some cases, just a lack of action altogether that has put us in this situation. And what I will put on George is. He, he over the last year, he the Pac-12 has been the punching bag and he's allowed them to be the punching bag yeah. because he stayed radio silent. He hasn't gotten out in front of anything. He hasn't tried to change the narrative. We know the Big 12 hired a PR company endeavor to go out and to, you know, basically create this message and to put the pressure on the Pac-12. And guess what, guys? It worked. It worked. And and George just let it happen. There was no fighting. There was no fighting back. He just he just let them come in, pull one over on him. The Big Twelve goes out, and they, I mean they should be negotiating after we did, but they went ahead and basically just hit renewal on their on their their TV deal to stay with ESPN to stay with Fox, and in doing so took the money that really probably should have been allotted to the Pac-12 while we sat back and twiddled our thumbs. And now he has one year left on his deal. <laughs> yeah, you know, m- maybe he can be like a associate commissioner within the Mountain West. <laughs> I mean, it's... Honestly, I cannot believe we were here. I, I, I really did not think it was going to happen. At all. It's crazy to think this out. I mean, the history of the Pac-12, West Coast football, and it's going to just disappear? 
And we're yeah, all going to be just spread out all over the place now. Like it never happened. Thanks, USC and UCLA. And that, Ryan, that is that is really the underlying factor. As soon as they decided to leave, even though we didn't know it or fully recognize it at the time, that was the death of the Pac-12. Well, and their their presidents and chancellors and whatever, they're probably the ones pulling the strings and telling Kliakov what to do because they're the you know they're they're the elitists of the conference and then but also the LA market which has which is huge from a TV standpoint now now they're gone and so to go out and find a TV deal that does not include the LA market is tough well that's the thing if 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 LA and USC and UCLA are still here it's a whole different game ESPN Fox are probably still getting in, obviously getting involved we're not we're not dealt with you know a, a full streaming now there's a lot of opinions on the streaming thing i actually like the idea of it i think it'd be awesome from a fan base perspective would it hinder casual viewing from people outside the pac-12 footprint absolutely which is why you have to have linear options on fox or espn for your big games each week but for everything else, I think Apple, they produce good stuff. Uh, you know, it would I think it would have been awesome well, from I that thought, standpoint. I thought the Pac-12 network as a product was very good. I like Yogi Roth, you know, the 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 personalities they had on there. I liked their shows that they had. I thought they the games they produced were very well done. They just didn't have any distribution. If they could have done something, kept the LA schools and do unequal sharing. Give UCLA and, and USC more money to stay in the conference and make the Pac-12 network a streaming option on something and have that be your third-tier games. And then ESPN, Fox, CBS, whoever is your one and twos. That could have worked. Yeah, but you know what? I just think that that just delays the inevitable. Because it's never going to work. A conference is not going to work long term with unequal revenue sharing. Schools are going to get tired of it. Um, and let's be honest, UCLA and USC aren't deserving of more money. They're just deserving because, they because of to... the market. The no, market, no, no. But, but the here's product the thing. they put on the field is, I mean, look, look at the, if it's if it's uneven share, uneven revenue sharing. And Utah wins the past two, and let's say they go on and repeat three times. Utah is going to get fed up. Well, why is UCLA and USC getting more money when we're the ones winning it year after year after year? Okay, I I, I get that. I understand that aspect. But you got to remember, it was just this deal to get to the next deal, which everyone is anticipating is the mega conference. It wasn't going to be forever. Well, of course it wasn't going to be forever, but no contract is forever, but it's the same situation. It's going to blow up at some point, right? You, you Those schools were not, it, it's one thing if UCLA and UCA, U, USC were finishing one, two every year in the conference, right? But they've been, they've been abysmal and, and let's not forget. Yes, they, they live in a huge TV market, but those, those, those numbers really aren't that great. As far as views, viewers for US, USC and UCLA, 
and they're horrible for Cal and they're horrible for Stanford. And yet all of these schools have just been rewarded with, with basically a hundred million dollar, um, um, TV budget year after year, just because of the location of where they're at. And that, again, that's, that's how things are decided. Now streaming in the future can change that because when it comes down to streaming, your market size really is not that important. It's going to be about subscribers, just total subscribers. And so that, that will change in the future. Roger, Roger Goodell has said he expects the NFL to be full streaming, you know, in three to six years. If the NFL is going to do that, guess what, boys? It's happening everywhere. So streaming is coming. The Pac-12 was probably a little early on it to go full-fledged. Um, but it's one thing if Apple was if Apple would say, hey, Pac-12, we'll give each of your schools $50 million a year for all of your rights. Then you could probably get away with it because you're, you're going to be killing it just off that $50 million a year. But you can't take twenty million and then not be visible. It just doesn't work. Well, and as a university, I mean, I've, I've seen this in, in different articles and whatnot. How are presidents supposed to form their budget for their university when they don't know year to year what their revenue is going to be? You got to be able to predict right. it and have those hard numbers, and that's that's what we learned, you know, from. Social media, and granted, like as you pointed out, Scott, how accurate is it? But from numerous sources, it was that this Apple TV deal was basically going to be off subscriptions. We got to hit a break, but before we do, I got a question for you guys. If the con- when the conference fails, do they still have to pay Comcast back? <laughs> Just take it out of Georgia's salary. <laughs> Make right. mostly installments or, 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 start, or start garnishing Larry Scott's wages at whatever job he's currently working. Because <laughs> I know that was part of the the Apple deal, right? Is what was it seventy million or whatever was going to go to Comcast to pay off pay off that debt from Larry Scott, brother. <laughs> All right, let's go to break. We come back. Let's let's really hit into how this is impacting Utah and really the rumors that are happening as we're recording this Wednesday night. Grey's Anatomy, the most iconic binge-worthy drama, is back, along with answers to the biggest cliffhangers. Will Teddy survive? Will Joe and Link finally find happiness together? Meredith returns along with fan faves like Arizona. You can now stream every episode of Grey's ever on Hulu and new episodes next day. Watch the season premiere of Grey's Anatomy tonight at 9, 8 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, Everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. All right, so as we're looking on social media, and again, like, who knows what's going on? As we're recording this, I'm seeing almost semi-official Arizona, Arizona State are going to the Big 12. 
Yeah, well, all the rumors, all the rumors are are stating that Utah is joined to the hip with Arizona State and Arizona. So it's a threesome for uh, for the three corners. <laughs> Welcome back, Colorado. We just can't get rid. We can't get rid of Dion, can we? We have to follow our rival, <laughs> our true rival. <laughs> You know what? I, I will say this. I think I'm going to enjoy Utah being like the bad boy of the Big 12. It seems like that every every fan base in the Big 12 hates Utah. For the past you know, because, year, it has been. Right, because because we haven't bent over backwards and we haven't we haven't been honored to be considered for their amazing oh, right. conference. It'd be and, amazing uh, to be a part of it. I find it a bit ironic. BYU fans are ripping into Utah for not wanting to be in the Big 12 and for wanting to stay loyal to the Pac-12. And loyalty is only important when it says it on on Kalani Sataki's shirt. But, uh, (laughs) you know, I mean, it's just ridiculous. But they are what they are. And uh, I tell you, we're going to be the bad boys. And it'll be fun to go in there and and uh, really upset them by by uh, <laughs> taking the conference by storm if we can, man. No, I mean it, it's it's exciting, you know. If that's ultimately where you, where Utah ends up, you know, because a lot of those teams, I wanted them to come to the Pac-12, the the Baylor, Oklahoma State, they were on the top of my list. What you mentioned, Scott, of the Pac-12, kind of rating the Big Twelve. Those are the teams I wanted, so I I am excited for that. I am, you know, fully admit I'm I'm gonna miss playing Oregon, Oregon State. Those have been fun games. I'm, I, I it might hurt Utah recruiting, no longer having games in California. But we open up game if it does happen. It does open up games now in Texas and in Florida. Yeah, no, it, I think Utah's going to have to change their approach a little bit because there's no questions. If you're not playing any games in California, it's going to hurt recruiting for sure. Um, you're still going to be able to get some guys here and there, but the focus is going to have to turn to Texas and, and to Florida and, and you know, New Orleans and, and just the South in general, which we've been pretty successful with. We, we're continually getting more guys from the deep South. Um, and I think this is just going to even um, accelerate that moving forward. But man, I, you know what? We all made fun of the Pac-12 for certain things. I know they were the the punching bag in college football, but I loved being a part of the Pac-12. I loved it. I mean, I love the the rivalries that started to uh, to to grow between Utah and a number of teams. I loved the back and forth. I loved the destinations. I loved the the history of the conference and the fact that we were putting our name and and being a big part of that history. And now, I mean, back to back Rose Bowls, and and now, geez, what do we get? The Alamo Bowl if if we're really good in the Big Twelve. Woohoo! <laughs> the only thing I'm disappointed. I mean, I I went to. The Coliseum to watch Utah play. I went to the Rose Bowl to watch Utah, but not—I I mean, against UCLA and also in the Rose Bowl. But dang, we missed out on duck nachos and wine and cheese in Otson. Oh, I know. <laughs> Our podcast just never came through for that trip. 
Okay, I, I... <laughs> <laughs> There's a blast from the past. Duck nachos. That was like season two. That was me. That was me <laughs> wanting to do the duck nachos. I know. Um, you know, I, I, I have kind of been thinking of those same things too. The championship games in Vegas have been the greatest, not the greatest, but as far as Utah experiences for me, up there. They were oh, yeah. so They've fun. Been awesome. Both and years were awesome. Vegas is so close to Salt Lake. It was just a quick drive down. Tons of Utah fans. When the games, championship games are in Dallas, I mean, yeah, in, in, in Jerry World, that's cool to be in the NFL stadium like that. But I just don't think it's going to have the, the same type of, of atmosphere and feel no, just because you're not going to get as many as Utah fans because it's further away. Exactly. I mean, you, you can drive down to Vegas on a tank of gas, you know, spend a couple hundred bucks and you're, you had an awesome weekend, right? Now, Dallas, I mean, it's just a whole different ball game. Um, it's just, it's just not going to be the same. And it's really yeah, unfortunate. I mean, a bunch of us took our whole families for that, for those games. And that's, you just can't do that when it's not going to be that far away. No, it's, it's unfortunate. and. And I mean, something that's not even being talked about in this is our basketball team is never going to see the light of day. <laughs> that's a great point. That is a great basketball conference. I mean, we honestly could probably finish like out of 16 teams and what, what, what is in that conference? We could finish 12th and maybe still even be a bubble team. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. But it's it looks like that's that's our new that's our new future, boys. Kinda crazy. Well, the last twelve years have have been fun. New and off to new adventures now. But you've gotta do it. You've got to it, it, the way it's headed, I mean, just from a recruiting standpoint. With all the recruits they've landed recently, and then the ones they're trying to get still for the future, if if you don't land in something like the Big Twelve, you're going to lose those guys. Not only that, oh, but if you're making okay, let's just if they if they make twenty million a year, well, the Big Ten is making almost double that every single mm-hmm. year. You're going to get left behind. Oh yeah, that's exactly what's been happening with P5s and the G5s, and then that's what's going to start happening with the SEC and the Big Ten and everybody else. Well, it, it's all money, guys. Uh, it's all money. The thing that's lost in all of this is yes, if we join the Big Twelve, and yes, we get that thirty-one point seven million dollar payout, which is more than what was rumored to be with the Pac-12. Yes, that's helpful. But that $31.7 million is still miles behind what the Big Ten is getting and what the SEC is getting. And that's why, yes, going to the Big 12 helps. But let's not forget, we are still going to be in a conference of that's not part of the big boy football. Very Regardless true. of what people want to say, it's, it's going to turn into the P2. We're used to P5. It's going to be P2, and the Big 12 is still not going to be a part of that. And that is why Utah has to get in to the Big 10 at some point. It's clearly not going to happen now, 
Um, can it happen in the future if they go to 20 teams, if they go to 24 teams? Um, I mean, that's really our, our, our last hope. And what, what scares me is something that's really not being talked about that much is if Utah goes to the Big 12, we have to sign a, a, a grant of rights deal. Do you guys know that the grant of rights for the Big 12 right now is 89 years long? And it's expected, the, 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 basically the payout, if you want to leave the conference early and get out of your grant of rights, right now it's $80 million. And it's expected to increase as the TV contract continues to increase. So you could be looking at 80, 90, 100 million dollars to get out of the Big 12 in 3 to 6 years when when and if the Big 10 ever came calling. Utah doesn't have that type of money laying around. And getting 31.7 million dollars isn't going to allow them <laughs> to to save a, save away for that rainy day. They need so, eyebrows to step to the plate. Well, and you look, right. that's what's I happening mean, with the ACC. Because right. they have the, that rights that's extended forever. Huge payouts. It was like $300 million or something like that. I don't even remember. I mean, I think they still got 12 years left on theirs. Um, and that's really that, held that's those teams problem. out. Because right now, right. FSU is trying to get in the SEC. Oh, they're desperately trying to get out of there. And today they even vocalized it at uh, a public, um, you know, meeting. And yeah, I mean, it's just, it's a disaster. But, but that's the problem is you go to the Big 12, you may be a Big 12er for life just based off of financials. Whereas it would have been nice to get, get a deal in place with the Pac 12. Stay in the Pac-12 till that next cycle, and then maybe be able to jump to the Big Ten if an invite ever came. So I think what you're saying is you agreed with my point that we they should have done an unequal revenue sharing with the LA schools. No, you you must be mistaken. I I clearly did not. That was the only way to keep the Pac-12 around. Well, that, yeah, I mean, USC, UCLA's gonzo, buddy. There's no point in giving them extra money. Utah's just going to pull an Urban Meyer and use the Big 12 as a stepping stone to the next big thing. You know, you know what's funny? It's going to be funny about this. It took BYU, what, 12 years to get into the Big 12? And it was it was ultimately, I mean, they 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 held uh, a special fireside. It took them three times to get in, three applications. Well, yeah, right. And since going independence, it's been twelve years. They man, they threw like a party. They had like a non-alcoholic rave to celebrate uh, getting into the the Big Twelve. They had firesides all over the place. We may we may have just gotten into the Big Twelve in a week. <laughs> and if you think it's going to be hard for us to come up with a hundred million, how's BYU going to do it to get out of there? Oh, and and let's let's also not forget <laughs> BYU is not getting a full share for several years of this thirty one point seven million dollars. If we accept an invite to the Big Twelve, we get a full share day one. So. 
It's kind of funny if you ask me. <laughs> if it plays out you like that, what? can you imagine how upset their fan base will be? That's the only thing I have left to hold on to because my heart is just broken. <laughs> And when we wake up tomorrow morning, all of this could be irrelevant. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So with all the rumors of Utah going to the Big 12, they still have a season in the Pac-12 that they're getting ready for. Fall camp has kicked off. Hearing a lot of good things. I'm nervous, though, guys. Rising and Keithy for Florida. I'm still nervous. Yeah, I mean... Kyle's kind of saying all the right things, but obviously he's never, he's not going to allude to anything. There's no way he's going to tell Florida that Rising's not going to play. He won't even talk if the water boy is injured, let alone a quarterback. So, so what's your take as of today? Is Cam, is he starting at Florida? I think Cam is, I don't, I mean, we know Keithy isn't fully practicing yet. That's come out. I, well, neither's neither's Cam to it. I mean, he's doing all the drills, but they're not putting him in in, like, in live uh, situations, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I'm kind of feeling. I I think Cam might be ready for Florida. I don't think we'll see Keithy. That that's just my gut. But I would go the other way around. Keithy's really? had so much more time to recover. I know. I'm I'm a bit surprised that Keithy is not a go. It, it, it makes me wonder if the injury was worse than, you know, like if the knee was just shredded and there was just a lot more damage done or if he's maybe had a setback during the summer. I don't know, but um, I am quite surprised that it seems like Keithy is behind rising at this point. Because wasn't it game but, three or four that he was, got he went down? It was game four, I yeah. think. Yeah, and I, I think it was the first game of the Pac-12 season of the schedule at Washington, or excuse me, at Arizona State. Um, but yeah, I, I think Cam goes. I I think I think he's going to do everything in his power to play. He's going to be a different player. You're not going to see him running around. You're not going to see designed runs from him. Um, I mean, he's going to pretty much have to turn in probably the entirety of the year. Uh, a pocket passer, um, but I, oh, I just I do not I do not want to see Rose as as excited as I am for him in the future. I'm not sure I'm ready to see him against Florida. No, I mean that's a big. I mean it's at home, which would help, but that's uh, that's a tall order to put somebody with no college experience in that environment. For your first game, I'll tell you the de- the defense is going to be good. They're going to have to be better than they were last year, game one at Florida. I think they will be. It's going to come down. We need an O line that is elite, that is ready to go game one and can control the line of scrimmage in the run game, and they can protect Cam and give him time. Because again, he's just not going to be himself back there. So if I think the defense is going to be good. Really good. That's not that's not a question. If the O line can be ready to go early on, you may be able to get by with Rose in in game one against probably a pretty average Florida team. 
but uh man i don't i don't want to go down to baylor without cam and you don't want to uh, go through the pac-12 schedule without him if he goes down no no i mean if 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 you if you're playing significant amount of games without cam rising As good as this conference is going to be this year with Oregon, Washington, USC, Oregon State, it'll be brutal. You you have to have a healthy Cam. And and Cam, that's what your wife says every night, right? <laughs> it, it, I mean, it is. Now, I was going to say, you do have to have that healthy Cam because if you do a rose, then you're relying more, I think, on your run game. And don't get me wrong, Jackson Bernard are a great one-two punch. But when you're that one-dimensional with the schedule that Utah has, it's going to cause problems. As great as Jackson come Bernard on, are, Bryce and Barnes will come in and save the day. <laughs> oh heavens, no! <laughs> you just you can't I mean, be that one-dimensional. No, well, you can if 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 you can run it down their throat. I mean, if they can't stop it, you can't but be one dimensional. Yeah. But, they'll put, but I don't they'll think you put can. I don't in think the you... box if if we don't have a quarterback. See, back and there. I, I just think you can with Utah's schedule this year. I don't. I I think the teams are See? just too good to do that. See, that's where Nate Johnson comes in, boys. Okay, let's go. We got Jackson at running back. You've got Bernard. You've got Glover. You've got Curry, who's back from injury. Not to mention, we got four four stars basically from the last recruiting class ready to go at running back. We're stacked. If if the O line's ready to go, we'll be fine. We will run the ball down everybody's throats. We'll We've just got put two offensive line and the rest of the running backs all in at once. Oh, okay. You want to do that while wearing a beehive helmet? <laughs> Stay on topic, Ryan. Stay on topic, okay? So, okay, we're stacked at running back. If if we're if Rose comes in and he's not healthy. Or I should say, not effective as a you know getting his first action. Man, I think you turn it over to Nate Johnson. Nate Johnson, Ludwig is saying how dynamic and how they need to get him on the field any way possible. Nate Johnson, baby, you've got you've got Jaquin Jackson who can do some trickery at a as a former quarterback at the running back position. You got Nate Johnson who you can line up all over the field. I'm telling you. We we better just be crazy this year and just leave no stone unturned and let's just I want trickeration. I want I want to be crazy. I want Ludwig to like fluff up his hair a little bit, get it messy. Let's go. This is our last role in the Pac-12. We are not going to be submissive here. We are going to take control. We are three-peating. Let's go. Wow. I did not see that coming. I didn't see from, it coming from Coach Scott. <laughs> it's less than a month away. Let's go. I'm ready. Are you ready? I'm ready. I'm ready for I've rising. Got so, to... I've got so much anger to just take out. Let's on. Let's go. If you had to pick one or the other, I'd go. You know I'd... what? I've talked to myself into it. I don't even know that we need Cam Rising anymore. <laughs> Wow! Just kidding, Cam. I didn't mean it. I'm sorry. If you had to pick one or the other to be healthy, I'd pick Cam and and let Keithy sit because that uh, you got enough. You got some talent. Other guys that can catch the ball and block. 
Yeah, you know what? I'm, I know we're not doing it this episode, but I'm already excited. I've already got pegged my breakout offensive player of the year. It can't be Keithy, Scott. That's Ryan's. Oh, oh, Ryan, I know how this game is played. I don't have your track record. <laughs> uh, I'm going with Bryson Barnes. What are you talking about? Oh, my gosh. If Bryson... Jeez. Oh, I don't even... I don't even... I love Bryson Barnes. Don't want him to be successful. On the football field. On the football, On the football field. field. Oh, in life, in, li- in life, I hope he's awesome. I hope... <laughs> I hope he's like, you know, runs be- I CEO hope, of. No, I hope he's the best, the best pig farmer in the country. No, you know what? No, I know Bryson Barnes gets some gets some slack here, but I want Nate Johnson. I want uh, Brandon <laughs> Rose before I see the pig farmer. And if uh, if the mother of the pig farmers listen to this, then uh, my name is Ryan, and uh, you can direct all of your comments to Drum and Feather. That is Drum Letter and Feather. And I just deleted my account. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, where where were we going? Oh, we we're talking about breakout players. Breakout players. Yeah, I've got mine ready to go, but I'm gonna keep it. I'm I'm not gonna let you guys know quite yet because I don't want Cam to steal it like he did last year. Go with I know you're going with Sugataraga at tight end. I am going at tight end, but it is not uh, Mika Sugataraga. I'm I'm calling Jackson. Jackson Jaquin. Jaquin and I'm Jackson. pretty sure he already broke out last year. <laughs> <laughs> no. No, because he was a quarterback last year. So this is his first year and his official running back. Oh, you too, Cam. <laughs> it's spreading. You guys, just, you guys can't follow the rules. I know who I'm going with on defense anyway. Ryan, you don't even know who's on the roster. <laughs> oh, oh, please. <laughs> All right, who are you going with? Cole Bishop. Close, Nate Ritchie. <laughs> well, he's only played one year, and it was three years ago. All right, I'll I'll, I'll let Nate Ritchie slide. I would I no I didn't even play one year. He didn't even play one year. It was the COVID year. He played five freaking games. But he he, he was a starter. He was a starter. Okay, if that's the logic, then Jaquin and Jackson counts because he only played one year, not even a full year at running back. All right. I, He's tried to be quarterback for three years. What are you talking about? You both need to be stopped. <laughs> All right. You need to pick somebody who has hardly played. So you're going to have a few days. Do some homework. Look over the roster and, and come prepared. We'll get real ones. We'll get real ones. All right. So I think that will do it for this episode. Ryan, where can people find you? At Drummond, oh wait, I deleted it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, if if you, if you need to, I can do it for you. Go, go ahead, Scott. Hey, hey, hey Cam, how's your voiceover work? Uh, not very good. You can find me at Drum and Feather. That is Drum, the letter N, Feather. <laughs> Dude, I nailed it. <laughs>
What's what's Will Bong gonna say about that one? <laughs> it's where people find you. You can no, find me at Seven Eleven. Come on, Ryan. Let's do. Let's you do mine. Let's let's see it. I just did it. <laughs> well, yeah, that was actually that was actually a pretty strong opening. But you still got to finish it. <laughs> oh, it's uh, crap. Ute man underscore forever. Are you gonna do B minus? <laughs> B minus. <laughs> Who's gonna do mine? <laughs> You can find us at all your Stitchers. <laughs> <laughs> at Stitcher, at uh, yeah, Apple, at. Uh, all right, you can follow me on anywhere you can find a podcast. We'll be there. <laughs> you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Utah Man we'll Podcast. We'll be there! <laughs> and, yeah, and you can find us anywhere there's some podcasts iTunes, Stitcher, anywhere there's, Google anywhere Play. There's... I can't with you too. Anywhere there's a now, lack of respect. Now you know. We'll be now you now you know why it's it's taken Anywhere us there's nine poverty, months to do a you podcast. You can find <laughs> the Utah Man podcast. <laughs> <laughs> All right, go Utes. Go Utes. <laughs> go. Pack 12 for one more year, Utes. We'll be till I die or until the Pack 12 dies. Kayai, yay. Well, good. Let's cut it. The views and opinions expressed on this podcast are their own and are no way affiliated with the University of Utah.